Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. Green Mountain Chronicles number 31, the WPA. Now listen here, folks, and it ain't no joke. We gotta do something or we're all gonna croak. We can't get a job, we've all been robbed. We got no money and the corn's all cobbed. We've nothing but blue, the bread line blue. We read about Boston, New York, and the lines and the apple vendors and this, but see, it didn't hit us. All of a sudden it did. A couple years after the rest of New England. 1935, in the throes of the Great Depression, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt's New Deal comes to Vermont in the form of several federal relief efforts, the job creation program set up by the Works Project Administration, the WPA. I read in the paper that then they set up a state agency, and a woman named Mary Jean Simpson was the head of the Women's and Professional Projects. I thought, goodness, there's jobs there somewhere. So Madeline Davidson hitched a ride on a milk truck from Barrie to Montpelier and offered her skills and her typewriter to the newly established agency. All right, she said, come in tomorrow. So I started, and I was with her uh, until the agency closed. Of course, it, it was just starting, but they set up these projects all over the state for, for professional people and for women. Among the programs Davidson's division administered were sewing projects, which turned out hundreds of thousands of serviceable items. We had mattress projects. We made mattresses, even. Winter clothing, summer clothing, hats, whatever the towns needed. They'd get the women lined up, and they all had to furnish working quarters. And usually they were in the city halls, the town halls, and sometimes churches, basements, any old thing to get these people to work. We weren't an agency that could employ people just to keep their hands busy. They had to produce. The majority of Vermonters opposed the New Deal in principle, but in practice, WPA programs enjoyed broad public support in Vermont, primarily because, for most of its existence, the agency was administered with a sensitivity to local needs and a respect for local political traditions, such as the reliance on town overseers of the poor to handle matters of social welfare. We didn't tell them what to make. Towns worked through their overseers, and we worked through the overseers of the towns. The overseers had a heck of a lot of work to do, and the town selectmen, but they didn't do it alone. And they didn't take the credit alone. I mean, it was, we did this. And the towns were very proud of what they did with federal money. It never happened before. The whole state of Vermont was proud. WPA programs not only created jobs, they also provided services that town treasuries could not pay for. Nurses served many communities without other health care facilities and laid the groundwork for the public health nursing system later adopted by the state. WPA teachers taught classes in the state prison and kept art and music classes going in public schools after local funds were cut. And we had a writer's project to put out the Vermont Guide. And then we had art projects. Well, they had painting artists, you know. Have you ever seen these murals on post offices and all done by WPA artists? Just to give them jobs doing the thing they love to do. 
Virgil McCarty of Pesumsek was a field worker for another WPA project, the Historical Records Survey. Well, it was a project for inventorying all the records in town clerk's offices. So we'd go about office to office digging out everything we could find, you know. Now, we would find town records that had been stored off in barns and all kinds of places. Uh, sometimes old records that they didn't, they didn't want to bother with. And we'd find gaps in records. The historical records survey was left uncompleted when that project, along with others, were discontinued as the nation entered World War II and priorities shifted. The federal government cut back on money for social programs, and Vermonters returned to a reliance on frugality and looking for local solutions to address social problems. Today, the legacy of WPA programs can be found in libraries, archives, public buildings, and in the memories of many Vermonters. Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.